Please note, this episode contains discussions of cannibalism and brief mentions of sexually driven crimes. Listener discretion is advised. This episode is not recommended for listeners under the age of 16. The consumption of human flesh is an act that is considered taboo and wrong in society. But what happens when someone uses something as precious to us as the internet to hunt the most dangerous game? Hey, have you heard about Armin and the Cannibal Cafe? Hey guys, it's Maddie. So, a note about today's episode, due to some unforeseen circumstances, my guest and I only had one microphone between us. Um, Because of that, you're going to see a drop in sound quality. I would like to apologize for that. There was really uh, nothing I could do. This was sort of a surprise, but you know, it's okay. Either way, I hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Hey, Have You Heard About? It is a glorious day outside in April. It's not outside. We're inside. We're very much inside. That would be kind of loud if we... Anyways, welcome back. Wait, wait. As many of you are, we're inside. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Isn't self-isolation fun? We're just having a grand old time here uh, alone by ourselves it's fine but you know what you know what connects us podcasting and that's why we're here today wow to do this anyways you might recognize the voice that i'm talking to right now this is my guest for today my sister claire who has been on a total of two this is my third time this is her third time um i feel honored to be this podcast's understudy to be called upon once the previous recording was corrupted yes (laughs) to be the gal uh who goes on it feels wonderful yeah i recorded this episode previously with two icons of the show rebecca and willow and unfortunately we didn't realize until the end that the audio was completely corrupted the thing about this podcast is you can't just re-record it because then they're gonna be like what i didn't know exactly exactly it's gonna be fake and we don't like fakery here speaking of the podcast if you're new welcome you know we're glad you're here happy you found us so the point of hey have you heard about is i take a true crime case a paranormal story and then a conspiracy theory occasionally and i tell it to someone who has hopefully never heard of it before and i'm kind of cheating on this one because i didn't know the audio was going to corrupt so claire i kind of told you a little bit what this is about just a tad i have forgotten i do remember (laughs) the, the like i guess like main word of this story well it's because i gave you the trigger warning before we started yes, this recording because i am a scaredy cat um but other than that i don't know anything about like what goes down in it so well perfect so we're we're having a good time here so if you quick quick few things if you want to keep up to date to the podcast we have a twitter and an instagram which i try to update 
as much as I can. That's H-H-Y-H-A podcast. You can search it on Twitter or there will be a link in the show notes as well. We also have a merch store, which is teespring.com slash hey, have you heard about? We have some super cute stuff, really awesome clothes, pillows, phone cases. Aren't we doing like a photo shoot soon? We are. My my friends and I were going to do a photo shoot to promote things, but then we all got hit with this current pandemic. So eventually those will go online once we get them done. But it's really fun. And all the proceeds from the merch store go straight to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, which is a nonprofit organization, and they do really great work uh, for the United States. We also have a Patreon. So if you want to support the show directly, you can donate $1 a month and that'll get you access to weekly updates from me, weekly update posts that go a little bit more in depth than I do on Twitter or Instagram. And then also uh, episodes a day earlier than the rest of the world. And I would also like to say a big thank you to this episode's sponsor, Best Fiends. You're going to hear more about them later on. But yeah, definitely check out their link in the show notes for sure. They're really great. They love supporting smaller podcasts, which we stan for sure. (laughs) Of all the words I could have used. Okay, so we're doing things a little bit differently. Normally, we have a good news news story that I read to our guests, but in light of current events... Uh, not that there's any, there is no good news. news. (laughs) No, what I'm doing is I'm asking the, uh, listener community to share their good news stories with me. So you can DM me on Instagram or Twitter, or you can email me at hhyhapodcast at gmail.com. Just something positive that's happened to you, you know, in the last week or month or so, and I'll share it on the podcast. You'll get a shout out, just a way to sort of make things a little bit happier and to know that there are good things going on in the world to people so there you go my happy is i got a fish this week and his name is philip he's a beta fish i really love him and i just got he he upgraded his tank got upgraded today so now he has an led light that changes colors (laughs) so he's having a good time my good news is um, I don't know. Probably just that, like, I've been sleeping a lot, which is something that I didn't do, <laughs> you know. Sleep is important. A lot. Uh, so that's good. I'm feeling healthy and refreshed. And I feel really fortunate that, like, my teachers are as good as they are and, like, willing to be present in, like, the online stuff. Because I feel like it would have been very easy to get discouraged as Mm -hmm. a professional. Yep. And sort of just, you know, clock out and be like, okay, uh, you all pass. But thankfully, I'm still getting, like, a good education. So that's one thing. Because we pay for it. (laughs) But that's one thing. College. That's one thing that I've been, like, very thankful of the past few days. Is that, like, even though it's a wild, weird time, I can still, like... I'm a theater major. I don't think I've ever said that before. Um, so especially I was worried about, you know, what the transition was going to be like because a lot of my projects and classes are have to be in person. So it's been fun that, like, I can still sing songs and do monologues and all that stuff that you've helped me with recently since we've been home and all that. Yeah. 
Wow, sing songs and monologues. I'm not going to say anything. Never mind. Okay. Isn't that what we're doing right now? I guess. No. (laughs) Wait. No, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Anyways. Okay. So let's get on to the story for today. And I'm going to put a disclaimer here. I know there was a trigger warning at the beginning, but here it is again in case you somehow missed it. There is going to be mentions. Mentions. The whole story is about cannibalism. Okay. Let's just clear the air and make that obvious. Uh, so here we go. And I'd like to apologize to my German audience because <laughs> there are a lot of German names in this and I know I'm going to mess it up. I have been taking German, so I'm ready for this. I don't know if you are. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know if you are. I am. And I just did a play where I spoke in a German accent, so I'm doubly ready for this. Oh boy. Here we go. Okay. Anyways, so hey Claire. Yes. Have you heard... <laughs> Have you heard about Armin M- Muniz? Mu Muse? Muse? He's a cannibal. No. You know? <laughs> no. How do you spell it? I spelled it wrong in my notes. I spelled it how it's spoken, but I can't read my own handwriting. So here we are. Armin Muse. Muse. It's German. Uh, but we're going to call him Armin okay. throughout this. So Armin was a German man. He was born December 1st, 1961, so he shares a birthday with our grandfather, but not the year, the year. just the, 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 the day. day. And it's, he was probably born in Germany, so it's more like, you know, November 30th. <laughs> oh, 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 here it's November 30th. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> like, no, not at all. <laughs> Do they not observe December 1st? <laughs> So he lived in Wusterfeld. Wusterfeld, I think right. I said that That's right. right. That's good. Okay, good. I haven't shamed uh, the German listeners then. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Anyways, his his uh, father for the family, he, he had a fairly large family. It was his father, his mother, I think two or three older siblings, and then him. So Six his... Yes, I pretty, I'm pretty sure. So his father ended up buying a mansion for the family in Germany. So it was this really big house. Everyone was like, ooh, look at us. We are in a mansion. But the mother was very, very controlling. So she was kind of like, eh, you know, eh, I don't, mm, you know. Yeah. She's kind of like that, if you get what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> Yes. What did they say? They said, ooh, look at us. We're in a mansion. Yes. But no, they didn't. They said, ooh, look at us. Stop. Stop. (laughs) Anyways, so the mom was controlling. She was actually 20 years older than the father, I think. There was a 20-year difference Mm. either way. That's big. And she also didn't want another child. I'm not even 20 years old. Yes. Good job. Good math. That's a long time. That is a long time. So she also didn't want another child, but then Armin came along. And she sort of began to treat, once he was born, she began to treat Armin a little bit differently than his siblings. This is very much like a psycho scenario. I'll go ahead and tell you. That's what it was reminding me of. Mm -hmm. Just like from that description. Yeah. Interesting. So she would actually refer to Armin as a girl constantly and would make fun of him and tease him and like 
threaten him and all this sort of stuff. So really abusive, manipulative tactics just because she didn't like him that much and she didn't really want him. So much so that she threatened to kill Armin's father because she was like, I didn't want another child and here we are. So you would think that Armin's older siblings would be helpful in this scenario. However, they left the house when he was five years old. How much was, like, the age difference between them? I want to say a few... mm, I want to say at least, like, they were probably around 18, 17. So that's quite an age difference. Quite an age difference, yeah. The father, however, also left when Armin was seven years old. He got tired of it, and so he ran out on them. And as he started to grow up, Armin was very lonely as a child. Obviously, all he had was his mother. Who didn't like him. Who didn't like him. So he would read constantly as a way to pass the time. So at around 10 years old, he read Robinson Crusoe, which has a scene that involves cannibalism. Mm -hmm. And from that moment on, he became infatuated with the idea of cannibalism and consuming another person. So much so that he actually would go to the butchers and watch them cut meat for hours and hours on end and pretend to himself that it was human meat. Thoughts? Uh, (laughs) that is wild. Yes, very Um, wild. I think that everybody, when they're young, is maybe, like, a little bit strange. Yes. But that is more than a little strange yes you would think like i feel like when we are young and we fixate on things we tend to grow out of it at least a little bit Mm -hmm. but in some most of the time when you do fixate on it it's like innocent Mm -hmm. and like this already is very intense yes you know it's not like oh he got into like this thing and then it sort of like spiraled as he got older it's like this kid's 10, and he's already thinking about cannibalism, yeah. which is a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. You're right. Oui. Oui. <laughs> Anyways, so this has been going on, and there's not a lot we know about Armin from childhood and during his teenage years, at least that I could find. He has done interviews about himself. So he is alive. He has done interviews about himself, but... All the ones that people recommended to watch have been taken down off of YouTube and stuff. So I couldn't find any interview, unfortunately. But we... Maybe it was just nothing the same. Well... Maybe it was like... Oh, maybe you mean like his life. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant like he had nothing to say. He's like, well, uh, you know, what can you do? Yeah. But, uh... Not that, please. Not that. So when he was 19 years old, he left home to become a soldier. And it was also around this time where he began to question his sexuality. There was a documentary I watched where one of his neighbors, who also ended up being one of his soldier friends, I think, said that Armand would constantly come up to people, like his friends, and be like, do you guys think I'm gay? Like, do I come across as gay? And they would always say, like, that's something that you should find out yourself but in the interviews and stuff they all did they said basically we all knew he was gay he was the last person to know yeah you know Hmm. so well i mean what was this like the 70s 80s yeah so that would be right at 1980 yeah so it was kind of a time where it still was not accepted especially probably in germany 
to be gay. I know that in America, that's It started to become a little bit more uh accepted. Yeah. But growing up in a household with just a very uh, controlling mother and then, of course, being in the military as well. Right. He probably either knew he was gay and didn't want to admit it or he just was completely unsure but knew he was attracted to men. So Hmm. he was also dealing with this going on in his life as well. Because of that, a few years down the line from when he started or when he joined the army, he began to drink and it got so bad that he eventually was kicked out of the army at 32 years old. So he basically had a career in the army pretty much. Yeah. So he, he was making it happen. Uh, But at 32 years old, he finally had to go back home to his mother because she was sick and there was no one else to take care of her. So he just decided to go back and, you know, take care of her for as long as she needed it and go from there. And this is like the 90s now? This is like yes. 93? Yes. Okay. It was around the time or at the time when the internet came along. Wow. wow. You know the, the video of that kid who's doing like a thumbs up by the computer? Yes. If you could edit videos into a podcast, that should be the video. <laughs> so everyone, think of that video of the kid doing the thumbs up by the computer. There you go. That's your message for this next section of the story. So he actually became a computer engineer at this time. So Armin quickly became very, very, what am I trying to say? He he became a, um, a professional... Uh, nerd. Yes. We'll say a computer nerd. Just kidding. Okay. He, he was like a professional. He knew how to navigate computers and the internet pretty well. Mm-hmm. Basically, he was a computer nerd. Anyways... So the internet is very different from what it was back then to what it is now. You had to do the dial up. You had to listen to the sound. Yes, but also it was not very monitored. So you could do anything online. Bad. Bad. Very bad stuff. Not good. Not good. So somebody online created this forum, which for you kiddos out there, if you are a kiddo, stop watching, stop listening immediately but forums were basically places where people could make posts and all that sort of stuff they're kind of i mean it's like like, yeah like a message board i don't know if they're i don't think they're as popular as they were back then nowadays yeah now i think most people are like okay i'm gonna make like a thread on twitter yeah or something it's basically like twitter just a little bit more specialized yeah pretty much so there was a forum called the cannibal cafe That's not good at all. But it was for cannibals by cannibals. And it was a place where they could come up with their own fantasies and explore them with their fellow cannibals. And Armin found it. He did. Oh, boy. I don't like this. No. You can actually... I don't know if you guys know about the Wayback Machine, Mm -hmm. which is a great tool to look back and see what the internet was like you know back in the day but it also allows you to see deleted forums and things like that and the cannibal cafe is no longer with us thankfully but you can access the wayback machine and actually view the cannibal cafe and the posts that people made on it as well that is scary it is pretty scary 
none of Armin's posts are on there, which is probably for the best considering what's coming up. But you can go back and view what they were chatting about. (laughs) You'll see. So Armin found this website and a few more cannibal-themed websites, and he was like, oh my god, there are other people there out, you know, like me. This is incredible. I'm going to become famous. So Armin became an influencer, to put it into this year's terms. So he would actually go out to butcher shops and buy pig meat or whatever meat he could, and he would cut it up and shape it into human body parts and post it online, take pictures, post it online, and be like, just ate my neighbor Jim the other day. Yum, yum. And people praised him for it. Oh, no. They were like, oh, my gosh, he's doing what we have always wanted to do. Oh, no. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Oh, no. Exactly. (laughs) So it's a little bit scary, but Armin became... Armin became a celebrity on these websites almost, you know, in a night. So he was like, he was an influencer, pretty much. One of the first. One of the first influencers. Yeah, that's a big yuck. So, like I said, he became idolized. Everyone was like, Armin is the best. Armin is the greatest. And he decided to start thinking about what else he could do in order to get this sort of, um, this sort of, fame still going you know because the internet fame is fleeting and you got to go big or go home you know no Armin, <laughs> go home please <laughs> so september 2nd 1999 armin's mother finally died and instead of mourning that she had died armin saw this as freedom He was like, yes, I can finally do whatever I want in this house and no one can judge me. So after she was buried and he had his mourning period or whatever, he immediately turned her room into a quote unquote work room. Mm -mm. What are your thoughts? What do you think was in that work room? Nothing good. Nothing good. That's pretty, pretty, pretty accurate. So he basically put into the workroom just different tools and things he would need in order to carve up a body, clean up, make sure everything was, you know, untraceable from a uh, detective's standpoint, all this sort of stuff. And you're thinking to yourself now, I know, because I could see Claire's (laughs) face. You're thinking to yourself, he's going to go out and kill somebody and, you know, eat them. Yeah. Well, you're right, but Uh, Armin here was a huge believer in consent. uh, uh, (laughs) Armin was like, you know, he was not going to do anything without somebody's consent. So what are you thinking now? (laughs) I... um, Well, I I don't know. Like... Bro, like, you still want to eat somebody, you know? He mm-hmm. still wants to eat somebody. Mm-hmm. But, like, I guess it's a good thing he wasn't to just, like, murder somebody. But he still wants to eat somebody. Yeah, that's true. So let's talk about law and cannibalism real quick. So in the U.S. and in Germany at this time, it was not technically illegal to participate in cannibalism, 
what was illegal was how you got access to the body that you were cannibalizing. Mm -hmm. Now, there's one way for sure that, and this is not a how-to guide of how to commit cannibalism. Don't do it. Do not do it. But from a legal aspect, in order for it to be somewhat okay, I guess, you would have to cannibalize some part of yourself. Pretty much. I do know there was like this guy. I read a like an article about it back when I was in high school, and this guy was like, he was like for some reason having to amputate like his arm, and he the the people at the hospital were like, do you want to keep this? And he was like, yeah, and I want to eat it. And they were like, what? No. Don't. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I'm gonna. And he did. And it's gross. It is gross. It's very gross. But that's not technically illegal. But it's gross. But it's gross. It's very gross. What makes it illegal is, for instance, if you dig up a body, if you murder somebody, if you buy body parts on the black market, that's what makes it illegal. So pretty much the only thing you can do legally is just cannibalize part of yourself or get somebody's consent, I suppose. But we'll get into that later. Anyways. So Armin went to Cannibal Cafe and a few other places, like I said, and he began to post message on the message board that he was looking for a real victim, a volunteer. He said that this was real and not role play. It had to be taken seriously. He said it had to be somebody who wanted to die. So So he wanted to eat like all of somebody? Yes. Bad. Bad, very bad. I mean, all wanting to eat any of somebody is bad. Very true. But all of doing somebody, some big brain moments right here. <laughs> me processing, trying to work through the shady like legality of eating somebody. Why? Why would you want to do that? Ooh, what book do you read, Robinson Crusoe? Yeah. Now what happens in this book? <laughs> Why? A lot. Why? A lot. Why? A lot. So he he specifically said that he wanted a boy, man, uh, 18 to 30 years old, who had a good build. He didn't want someone who was not willing. Again, he was 100% about consent in this household. He wanted to make sure that the person was willing and that, you know, everything was A-OK in his victim's book. He... Ended up getting a lot of responses to this. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, but by the end of, by, by the time he and the person would work out details, the person would usually back out and say, I actually don't want to die and be eaten. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Which is a good thing. Fair. You know, valid. But oh. Armin would pretend that it actually had happened and he oh. would... Uh, post about it on social media all that sort of stuff so he he was clout yeah he was a clout chaser Uh uh-oh it was a big big uh uh-oh so it was around this time when he very pathetic like i don't think that he should have been eating people no at all Mm -mm. all this time but the fact that he like would post like animals or just like flat up lie and be like yeah i ate them i did they're gone and then the person could just theoretically comment like no <laughs> right like, here. i'm here and that's just like it seems very like 
weird. Like, he's doing it all for the attention. Yeah. Almost. But it kind of makes sense, though, because when you grow up as a kid and you don't get any attention except for negative, and you suddenly have all this positive attention on you, it makes sense that he would be like, yeah, like... Anything for it. Yeah, pretty much. There you go. Perfect. So... It was around, I want to say 2000 or 2001, when he finally met this man named Brandes. And we are going to get into their little relationship right after we hear a word from our sponsor. This episode of Hey, Have You Heard About is brought to you by Best Fiends. Hey, Claire. Yeah, Maddie? What do you like to do when you're bored? Well, usually I like to watch Netflix with my friends and hang out with them. What about Play Best Fiends? What? Best Fiends, the mobile app. What's that? You mean you haven't heard about it? It's one of the most fun mobile games there is. Best Fiends is a creative and unique take on the puzzle games that we're all so familiar with. All of the characters are really cute. Not to mention, as you progress through the game, you get to evolve them and make them even more powerful. I love to mix and match them in order to see the different ways I can beat each level. Wow, what level are you on? I just made it to level 70. Let me tell you, it was a journey, but in the most entertaining way possible. Best Fiends treats the game like a service for its players, so it's not super competitive and it updates with new challenges every month. I'm going to have to download this app as soon as possible. Definitely. So engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. All right. What was that for? We're back. back. Big thank you to Best Fiends again for sponsoring this episode. Check them out at the link uh, in the show notes because they're really cool. All right. So when we last left off, we were talking about Brandes and or we introduced Brandes. I didn't I I just wrote down Brandes. I couldn't find I mean, I had his first name. Oh, that's his last name. I'm pretty sure it's his last name. I had his first name, but I'm sure it was one that I could not pronounce. So I just decided we're going to call him Brandes. Okay. So he was 34 years old at this time, mm-hmm. which was a little bit over Armin's specifications, but that's okay. At this and point, Armin I think Armin... Was like 40. Yeah, Armin was around 40, I would say. Brandes also, a few months prior to this, came out as curious. So he was okay. questioning his sexuality very much so. He just wasn't sure if he was bisexual, he wasn't sure if he was gay, he wasn't sure if he was straight, but he was married, I think, with a child. And his wife at the time was like, if you're not straight, then I don't want it. So she basically, I think, I'm pretty sure, divorced him. Mm -hmm. And so he was living on his own, and he was very depressed and not having a good time with life. And that's when he started scrolling through the Cannibal Cafe forum. Why? Do you just, like, stumble upon it? I think this was also something that he was interested in. I don't know if he was necessarily interested in eating somebody or if he was interested in being eaten. Bro! Yeah. This is all sort of related to, like, masochism, pretty much. Which is where the fantasy side of things come in. Like I said earlier, this forum was mainly for role-playing. And so you would have people who would want to be eaten and people that would want to be doing the eating. So that's sort of, I think, where that drew him in. Mm -hmm. But he saw Armin's post and was like, you know what? 
I'm willing to die. I'm willing to make this happen. So let's do it. So he actually was the one who volunteered and stuck around for the process. However, how does that go? What do you mean? How do you have that conversation with somebody? I have no clue. Hello. (laughs) I'm responding to a post that you made about four months ago. I would like that. I would like that. Just seems weird. It, yeah, and it's, I think, somebody else's, you know, um, fantasy and all this sort of stuff. Not judging anybody if you're, well, I'm slightly judging a little bit. You know, it is what it is. I guess as long as you're not hurting anybody, you know, it's whatever. But, okay, and this is, I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm about to share this information with you because it will stay with you. So he basically said to Armin, I am willing to make this happen. However, you, Mm, how do I word this? I worded it, I think, pretty well with Willow and Rebecca, but I need to word it again. He basically said, look, man, I'll let you eat me if before you kill me, you cut off my genitals and we eat them together, or eat it together. So this was part of his personal fantasy, was to try out what a cooked penis tasted like. And so he said, I want to share this meal with you and have it be my last meal. And Armin, Armin wanting to, you know, do whatever the volunteer wanted, still highly into that consent thing, said, yeah, sure, we'll make it happen. So that was the deal. And now we're in, we're on, uh, the date is March 9th, 2001. Mm-hmm. That's the date that they set to meet at Armin's place. So when Brandes arrived, they chatted a little bit, hung out, you yeah, know. I'm sure it was very awkward. Yes. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine, like, Walking into a place and being like, this is the last place where I will be alive. So he gave Brandes a bunch of sleeping pills and alcohol. Brandes took them willingly. Armin also filmed the process to later be posted online and also for himself uh, later. And that is when they both, Armin did what he had to and they both consumed the penis together. And Armin went on record saying that it was really gross and he did not prefer it just in case you were wondering oh my god is he like gonna not like being a cannibal well no well can you imagine though if he's like been lying on the internet saying that he's already eaten people if he's been dreaming about it literally for 30 years at this point and then he's there and he's like i don't think i like this (laughs) What? Bro, you can't. <laughs> you can't back out now. No, you should back out, but you... you At this, this point. Bro! <laughs> that's not good. So after this, uh, Armin's plan was to just let Brandes bleed out from the, the cut. cut, the incision, the severing that he had made. Mm-hmm. And so he put him in the bathtub... And was like, I'm just going to let you bleed out here. It probably won't take too long. That way you'll have somewhat of a painless death. To be clear, Brandes was obviously in a lot of pain. Quite a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. But Armin was like, this is the most merciful way to go, I think. 
So it ended up being a lot longer than they both expected. So Armin, guess guess which book Armin whipped out? Robinson Crusoe. No. Darn. <laughs> it was a Star Trek book. Oh! <laughs> and I'm not sure which one, but... No. He was reading a Star Trek book in the bathroom as Brandes was bleeding out in the bathtub. I'm pretty sure he was in there. Because you got to be there when you make sure you know, the person's dead. I wouldn't know personally, but that's what I would assume. Bad. Bad either way. So. This whole situation is bad. Yes. Very, very bad. How did we come to this? Were you not paying attention? No, I was. <laughs> I'm just being. I can't imagine, like, sitting there. Being like, well, I just ate somebody and I didn't like it, but now I've got to wait for them to die so that I can eat the rest of them. Bad. Bad. Don't, don't try to ever eat somebody. Don't try this at home. No. 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 So it took about three hours. It was three hours later and Armin and Brandes both decided it would probably be best for Armin to go ahead and slit Brandes' throat. So Armin gave him a gentle kiss and then slit his throat and Brandes finally died there. So that's when Armin began to do his work and he, you know, he had watched the butchers for years how to do it. So he did just as they did. He, I'm not going to go into the gory details because I don't, I don't want to look, get sick, but he basically got the meat prepared. I think he chose part of Brandes's flank to eat. Armin decorated the table, made it real nice. He prepared the meal, made it real nice, and then he ate it. And he said it was everything that he had hoped for. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, uh, yeah, pretty gross. But he ended up storing the parts for later. And the amount of meat could have, you know, he could have had it for, it could have survived him for at least a year, pretty much. Listen. Claire's about to preach. Honestly, yeah. So, (laughs) I am not really, like, a true crime gal, mostly because, like, and I'm sure that no true crime person is, like, I'm sure that you don't, but it's, like, it's so crazy to me that somebody, like, could, like, take the life of another person, because that person's just, like, gone, like, forever. Like, they're just out of this world, like, forever. And so, like, it always just, like, baffles me when I hear stories about, like, murderers because, like, they just do it and then this, like, person is gone. And it feels like yeah. such a big, like, action. That this, oh, it is. Like, it's a huge action. Yeah. And speaking as someone who is interested in true crime, it's not, at least to me, it's not necessarily about the action itself, but the like, moments leading up. Yeah. yeah. And why this person decided to do it in this specific way. But it's just crazy to me that you would like do this thing where like this person's just like out of this world and then you would just like you would like eat them and that's very weird like I can't I think I'm like an empathetic person and so a lot of the times like when I'm watching movies or reading books or like listening to someone tell a story I'm thinking like okay, let me, like, see where they're coming from. But you just, like, can't. You really can't. Like, how do you sit in your house and, like, it's it's crazy to me. It's very, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I agree. It's very, very crazy, for sure. 
So, um, like I said, Armin, the deed was done. He cleaned it up, made sure everything looked normal in case anybody came a knocking. And it was around late November. But it wasn't illegal, I guess. Well, we'll talk about it. We'll get into it. Oh. So, late November, early December, Armin was starting to run out. So he was like, I'm going to need another volunteer. So he decided to post again to the forums and be like, what's up, guys? I need someone else now. So what you got? So this is when a student who I couldn't find his name, unfortunately. I think he was a doctor. Like he was a medical student. But he was looking on these sites for some reason. He never necessarily gave a reason why he was on Cannibal Cafe. But he saw the post. He saw the posts that Armin had made in the past. And he actually messaged him playing as someone who was a volunteer and ended up getting a lot of information from Armin about how he had done it in the past and all this sort of stuff. So he turned that all into the police. Good. Yeah. Good. So in 2002, the police began to investigate the house. They went over and they looked everywhere. Armin was very welcoming. He let them do whatever they wanted, pretty much. And then they got to the fridge, and they found 50 pounds of meat in the fridge. And Armin was like, oh, that's just pig meat. You know, I like to store it up just in case something were to happen. And so the detective, the detectives decided to take a closer look, and they noticed that there was human skin on it. Oh. And that's when Armin finally confessed to what he had done. And after, from that point forward, he complied 100% with police. You know, the only time he didn't was when he said, oh, this is just uh, a thing. It's just pig meat. Yeah. So from that point on, like I said, he complied with them, gave them all the information they wanted, you know, said he was guilty, said he had done this. Yeah. So in Jan, this is where we're going to get into the question of was this legal or not? Oh. In January, on January 30th of 2004, Armin was convicted of manslaughter, which is a lesser sentence than murder. And it's because Brandes gave his consent. Right. And there was documentation of his consent. Okay. So Armin ended up only getting eight and a half years in prison. Wow. Thoughts? So manslaughter is like... You don't have the intent to kill somebody, but you do kill somebody. Pretty much, yeah. So, like, if you, like, accidentally get in, like, a car accident and then somebody dies, that would be, like, manslaughter. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think so. And then, huh. But he didn't accidentally kill somebody. Right. The the problem's not that he, like, accidentally did or did, like, it wasn't an accident. It was just that it was consensual. Yes. So, hmm. It's tricky. Yeah, I'm trying to, I think that there have been cases in the past where, like, somebody's been like, hey, can you, like, do this, like. Well, it's like assisted suicide. Yeah. Pretty much. It's the closest you can possibly get. I know that some people are thinking, like, is that legal? Right. You know, I know that that's been, like, a really contested question, just, like, in the courts. If that's legal... But I don't know if, I guess that that would also be manslaughter. But then it's like, it wasn't an accident. 
And I don't know if that's like the deciding factor between manslaughter and murder all the time. But I don't know. So you're confused is what you're saying. I guess so. It's like, I guess that that's the only sentence that they could have given him. But also, no. (laughs) Well, you would be on the side of the general public at the time because they were also like, huh? Yeah. What? Mm -hmm. So, yes, technically, the courts ruled the first time that this was not totally illegal. Mm -hmm. The only thing that was illegal was killing Brandes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But the act was not illegal itself. But the general public did not like that or the fact that Armin had eight and a half years in prison. That seems like a very short amount of time. It very much is. So they had a retrial on and on May 10th of 2006, Armin was finally convicted of murder and he was handed down a life sentence. Okay. And that is where he remains to this day. Okay. And also now he's a vegetarian. Well, <laughs> that is something I didn't expect. I know. It's something I didn't expect either. I expected that I would become a vegetarian after this. <laughs> but I didn't expect that he would become a vegetarian. Yes. Why? I guess, you know, once you've had... what is What is it called? The greatest... It's like in like in a story. No, it's like in a short story where some guy hunts humans... And he's oh, like, the deadliest game. yeah, it's like, once you've had that, where else can you go? I guess you go to your veggies, bro, <laughs> bro. So yeah, that's basically the story of Armin and that's pretty much where it ends. I mean, he's still kicking. He's still around. He's, he's eating. Still in jail. He's still in jail. Yeah. He's eating his veggies. He's having a good time giving interviews. They're not on YouTube though. So I don't know. YouTube said, not on my watch. <laughs> they really did. So I get it. You know, if all this stemmed from, like, a forum, you know, there are crazy people on the internet who idealize ser- serial killers. Oh, yeah. And so I get YouTube maybe just being, like, I mean, it's unfortunate when you're making a podcast. And yes. You, like, need the, the guy to <laughs> explain why he did this. But... I guess it's better than anyone being able to hear about this guy being like, yeah, I killed someone. I almost got away with it. Yep. Oy. Oy, indeed. Oy, indeed. So that's the end of the story. Any any other thoughts about good old Armin and the Cannibal Cafe? I don't know. It feels like, you know, this whole story took a took a long period of time, but it feels like... All of it happened so quickly towards the end. I mean, it's only, like, been 40 minutes since we started. No, I mean, of this man's life. Oh, of this man's life. He's, now, he's about to turn 60. Yes. So, this all happened when he was 40. Mm -hmm. And then the retrial happened when he was about to turn 50. So, like, that's a long period of his time. But it feels like (laughs) so much happened in the last 40 years of it. It really did, though. Know. He just, like, hit the ground running whenever he got to, uh, or when, I guess whenever he was discharged from the army. But it's crazy that it was, like, building for so long. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I agree. And it's so extreme. But at the same time, I would say that this is, like, one of the more tame stories that you've talked about. I feel like so, that, too. Like, not a lo- One person died, but you've talked about some stuff where, like, more than one person has died. Mm-hmm. 
And then, like, I guess it... Here's the thing. I guess here's my main hang-up. And I guess here's why I'm glad that they convicted him for murder. Is, I don't know if you can consensually want to die. Maybe yeah. that's just, like, from my point of view, I can't imagine looking at someone else and being like, will you kill me? But, like, I don't... That's just wild, you know? It is so wild. it's hard to say, like... Yes, he was in the right frame of mind, almost, you know? And I guess that's what's confusing, too, is that, like, because you hear about that stuff all the time, where someone, like, wasn't in their right frame of mind, and then, like, bad stuff happens. Right. So it's just, that's wild, too, that, like, did he really give consent? Can you even give consent for something like that? Like, allowing somebody to eat you, you know? Yeah. It feels weird. It is weird. This story is just very, 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 very weird and interesting. But, you know, but I think, like you said, I think this is one of the tamer ones. Yeah, that's gross. Even though it's very, very gross. It's really gross. And it's so not okay. But I, I do feel like, because, I mean... Out of all the creeps that we've talked about on this podcast, I feel like Armin is just, like, the most polite, I guess. Weirdly. Weirdly polite, where he's like, yeah, I'm going to do this horrible thing, but, like, I want your consent, and I want to make sure you're okay with it, and all that sort of stuff. Which, which kind of makes it more creepy. Yeah, you know? that's true. But, you know, at least he's... I don't know. I don't know. That'll be the end of it. I just don't know. Yeah. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We're so glad you stopped by and joined us on this fun journey about Armin. If you like what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes. I really appreciate the feedback. And if you want to keep up to date with the podcast, again, you can follow our Twitter and Instagram at podcast. If you want some merch, check out teespring.com slash heyhaveyouheardabout. That link is going to be in the show notes as well. Again, all proceeds go to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. They do some great work over there. We want to support them as much as we can. Also, donate to Patreon if you feel like it. Again, you'll get weekly updates as well as episodes a day early just for $1 a month. So that's pretty pretty neat. It's a good deal. It's a good deal. Also, again, if you have any positive news, anything you want to share, definitely send that to me via DMs or you know, email podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Also, big thank you to our sponsors, Best Fiends. So glad that they got to sponsor this episode, and I hope we get to continue working with them. So yeah, thank you again. Also, thank you to Claire for joining me on this episode. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm so glad <laughs> you came along. Anyways, all right, guys, thanks again for listening, and we will see you later. Goodbye. Bye.